<laughs> what is going on party people in the house what is going on Rodolfo congrats you got your crown back you got it taken away from you earlier this week but you finally got your crown back props to you for being first once again uh on one of the orange bloods uh shows Texas Longhorn uh, football channel if it is Wednesday night, you know what time it is. It is time for your Drunk Unk Sports Podcast. And I am your host, your Drunk Unk, Anwar Richardson. And I am here. And guess what, y'all? I am rolling so low, solo dolo. I am on my own. Man, look, my man Blake. He's at like a, a Dallas Stars uh, playoff game or something like that tonight. And so I had to, you know, get a tutorial on how to do this thing. So I'm doing everything. Like, man, I'm I'm doing everything. You guys remember uh, uh, that 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 show uh, um, uh, in Loving Color? You remember they had that skit called Heyman, where it was like, I think it's called the Hadleys, that like they had like five or six jobs. Well, I'm like the Hadleys right now. Like I do, I'm the I'm the host, I'm the producer, I'm the director, I'm the person who's doing the marketing, the social media. Like I got five jobs. Hey, ma, like that's what your boy is doing tonight. So be patient with me. I'm gonna do the best that I can uh, to make sure as I literally, it's just literally me. So Blake will put things up on the screen and I didn't have to worry about it. I'm gonna try to do the things like this. So. Uh, for instance, like to go like slow uh, motion uh, with it. Uh, first of all, you asked what happened to Kieran. Kieran moved on to bigger and better things, man. So Kieran's doing some great stuff. Uh, Miss Kieran, that's my dude. That's Young Buck. Uh, and I wish him, you know, nothing but the best. You can always follow him on social media. Uh, but Kieran is still around. He still loves OB. Uh, but Kieran, like, hey, I always so I told you guys when we got Kieran. I mean, he was going to be somebody that. I'm just glad we're going to have it for the short period of time uh, that we did because he was actually about to uh, blow up, and he absolutely uh, did, and I'm really happy uh, for him. Carl, uh, howdy. You ready for the show? Uh, damn right you are. What's up to my main man, uh, Cameron? Ah, uh, man, I I'm glad you are here. The adjudicator. I just love it because you challenged my vocabulary uh, with that. So I appreciate you. I appreciate uh, you. Know, Nick is in here. My main man, Cameron, uh, is in here, man. I'm glad that, that Cameron, you are you are back uh, and doing your thing. Um, Josh, I'm just going to give you guys some love right now. I'm just going to run down the list. Josh, good to see you. Uh, uh, Tay, Texas. Tay. Tejas, it would be like Tejas, Texas, or something like that. But I uh, appreciate you, man. I uh, appreciate you, uh, C. Jones. Um, yeah, man, I appreciate. Uh, yeah, drunk uh, deserves definitely deserves a raise. I mean, at this point, shit, who's gonna stop me? The good part is I can say whatever I want to say. The bad part is um, I've been. You guys know me. I, I've always been. Um, got stuff that, that I had to do with the kids and stuff like that tonight. So because of that, I don't really have a chance uh, to have a lot of drinky drinks on that. But I got my little drink in my cup right now. And then, yeah, I'm really happy for that. And by the way, Brandon, you're 100% correct. 
Kieran got the bad dog. So, I mean, like, hey, give Kieran some love. Like, sometimes people leave, you know, the channel and it's like, they, you know, it's like, oh, no one ever talks about them again because they left on bad terms or things to that effect. Man, at the end of the day, can I just keep it a buck? Man, we can't afford Kieran anymore because he was that good. And then, you know, we're just like, hey, man, we, we just... Hey dog, we ain't got it like that. <laughs> you were you, you know, but Kieran went on, he's doing this thing, man. And I'm really proud of that young guy. Um, really proud of everything that he's um he's doing. And uh, really proud to be, you know, one of the guys that kind of saw him out there and try and brought him in, in here. And uh, I'm really happy for everything that he's doing. So, Brandon, thanks for the super chat. Uh, Kieran's doing big, big and bad things, and and uh and I'm just I'm happy for you, young buck. Uh, and I hope I wish uh, him nothing but continued success. Um, speaking of success, my sponsor, it is Eric Sells Homes DFW. If you guys are looking for a home in the DFW area, it is that time that we're almost in summertime for, for you guys who have kids. We are, um, you, you, we're about, school's almost over. It's almost over. Like the end of May, right before Memorial Day, it's almost over. We're a little bit over 30 days, and it's a wrap. It's time for you to buy a house. So that's what that means is it's time for you. If you're thinking about just relocating to the DFW area, if you live in the DFW area, if you want to uh, purchase a home in the DFW area, want to sell a home in the DFW area, hit my man up, Eric Sells Homes DFW. He is the man. He's he's the guy that you need to talk to. He'll take care of you, hook you up, tell him your drunk unk sent you. Uh, Eric Sells Homes DFW. He will be able to hook you up, take care of you. You guys check him out, ericsellshomesdfw.com. Now, if my main man Blake was here, he would put that uh, graphic on the screen, and you would not just been seeing me the whole damn time. But I don't know how to do all that. <laughs> I don't know how to do all that. And I'm not – I told Blake, you know, guys remember that movie Hitch? When he's uh, giving the dance lesson and he's telling old boy just to keep it like just right here, I told Blake tonight, let's just keep it right here. Don't don't have me do anything fancy. Don't have me do anything wild. Like I said, let's right here. You tell me how to push a couple of buttons so I can keep the show going, and that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna keep the show going. So, uh, Excel's Homes DFW. Um, that's the person that's we're supposed to be the the hookup. Uh, hopefully for you going forward. Um. Thanks to all you guys who came out to the happy hour on Friday. You know, I have been talking about it, uh, have been advertising it. Uh, and thanks to everyone that came out to that uh, happy hour at the Pint House uh, Brewery. We had a really good time. We did a Q&A. Um, Unc was, uh, you know, doing his thing. You know, I just I just all of a sudden just just, just converted into Unc. So uh, I had a lot of fun with it. It was really cool. Um can I tell you one? Can I, I'm going to tell y'all one funny story from from the from what happened there, right? I'm going to tell you guys one story. This is good. I'm going to take a sip though, because this is a really good story. This is a really good story. I promise you, I will not disappoint you. So give me five seconds to take a sip. I promise you, I will. This story is so freaking good. Okay, so when I go out to games, right, I get a chance to um, Darwin. I say this probably like. Somewhere I would think of my if I'm guesstimating, probably like around a hundred or so, maybe more. I, I I don't people kept coming in and out, so I can't tell you specifically. So you know, I Unk goes around. And Unk gets to meet people, you know, and and and, and Orange Bloods always had a tailgate. 
And ours was, and so we would go to tailgate, and I would always try to show up for the tailgate, you know, before games, and try to kind of meet, you know, talk to people, so on and so forth, before I actually went up uh, into the press box, right? So that's that's kind of thing. And so I get to kind of know people, interact with people. I don't necessarily know everyone's names, but you know, I kind of get to know, recognize faces, right? And there was one particular dude who would always talk to me, him and his wife. And they were right, really, you know, just really good people, you know, so they always talk to me, so on and so forth. So throughout the last few years, I, had, you know, always had a chance to meet, you know, see them and interact with them. And he was a really funny dude. And let me tell you, his wife, you know, no lie, very attractive woman. Very attractive woman, right? Very, very, just a very attractive woman, right? So, because, hey, look, when you we see a fella who, you know, especially an older fellow's got like, you know, kind of, you know, a good looking woman on me, you're like, all right, I see what you do, you know, much love. You know, it's not like anything weird where you're trying to like hit on the woman. You know, you're just like, I, you know, I I appreciate you. Like you did, damn, did it, do the damn thing. So I get here to the Pint House on uh, Friday and my boys with me and stuff like that. And I kind of notice that he kind of he's around he's at a table and there's this like there's a there's a, a very attractive woman that's with him but that's not like wh- wh- his wife and then he's at a table with a couple other people so I'm just thinking to myself oh okay you know he's just with a group of people so on and so forth like I'm not thinking nothing of it right so I asked dude I said um hey man what's going on you know, show him some love man good to see you you know hugging up all on him and all that kind of stuff you know. And so uh, I just want to make sure I didn't uh, turn my mic off. And so I, I asked him, I said, hey, man, um, so, hey, man, how's uh, how's your wife, man? I don't, I don't see her. Where is she? Dude hits me with, yo, man, she, like, died, like, six months ago. So I was like, oh, I am so sorry. You know, like, things you don't ever expect, right? Things you don't ever respect, right? And then he goes, yeah, she died about six months ago. But I'm with her right now. And I'm like, oh, I was like, okay, like, yeah, like, how did you ever, how did you, and then, so he, like, he introduces me to her, right? And I, and, you know, you know you're know, you a guy, you want to be, you know, whatever. It's like, man, man, that's, you know, it's good. How nice to meet you, so and so. Like, I was like, man, how'd you pull this off, man? And he's like, I got the executive wallet. And I was like, what? He goes, man, I got the executive wallet, man. I've got the money and she knows it. And that's why she's here. And I was like, oh shit. This is this is happening right now. This is happening. And I'm like, and she is just kicking, like kicking, like dude ain't just kind of calling her out and saying, like, and he's like, Yeah, I got a fancy car. She knows I got money. That's why she's here. And I like, oh y'all, I don't I don't know what to say to any of this right now. And she's just laughing and kicking. And I'm like, I realized at that money, at that, that at that point, I realized at a point. I don't have that kind of money. That's that when you've got that kind of money that you can tell someone she's only here because I got money and everybody laughs it off. That's when I realized I am poor because <laughs> I can't imagine telling any woman that kind of shit. Like, I can't imagine just being like, yeah, you know, she's with me because, you know, I mean, I just be throwing them dollar bills on her and she just don't go. She ain't going nowhere. I'm like, holy shit. Dude just said this. So I'm like, so and now I'm like, hey, man, um, 
I told him, I was like, man, I feel like I should leave because I feel like it's kind of awkward. But if I feel like I leave, it's going to make it more awkward. So I'm just going to hang for a little bit and then I'm going to leave. Like, I guess, you know, <laughs> I, some things just fall into your lap. So I'm not, I got, I now got new goals. I've got to be able to get enough money where I'm just like, hey, man, she here because I got bank, right? Gold digger, right? Because <laughs> that's what he said. He said it without saying it. So I need, I need to keep, I need to get my weight up. So, um, and hopefully, me by me by silver, maybe that'll get my weight up uh, at some point, and I won't get into any of those things about the American dollar or anything like that. That's a different show for a different day. I may bring in my silver guy in one night and just kind of talk to you guys about investing in silver. I won't do all that. But I just <laughs> that happened. Um, one more thing, and I really want to, and then we're gonna get to some some sports, right? What did what did um, ignore, uh, Norman say? He said, um, "He said I said it to my wife, but we really are poor." No, dude, this dude got money. Like he's got a whole lot of money. He he's not shy about it, and she knows he's got a whole lot of money, and. I, I went from thinking like, oh man, like I can't believe I just asked him about his wife and she just passed like six months ago and I just saw her like last year to, oh, well, um, <laughs> you, you replaced her with someone who knows she's there for the money. And y'all are, that's a, that's a hell of an agreement. Makes, me, makes you want to go like to the Dominican Republic or Costa Rica or something like that, right? All right, fellas, calm down. Um, y'all, one last thing, one last thing. Uh, props, can I just give really uh, props one last thing and I'm going to talk some sports. Um, but props, you know, you know, I got my two to my boys and, you know, that's my pride and joy. I always tell y'all um, at the end of the day, the first thing that anyone says about me is that he was really good at his job. Like when I died, that's the first thing that anyone says, like he was really good at his job. He was fantastic at his job and he broke stories and he wrote things and just things like that. Like anyone says that, if that's the first thing out of anyone's mouth, I feel like I have failed because I'm telling y'all the first thing I want y'all to ever say about Unk when he's gone, first thing I want y'all to say is he loved his kids. That's the first thing I want y'all to say. I don't want you to say anything else about this damn Longhorn thing. I want y'all to say he loved his kids, those were that was his heart, apple of his eye, all those kind of things. And then talk about the job stuff, because that's all that matters to me. So can I get let me let me have a proud dad moment just for a second. Um, you know, they had like an awards uh thing uh for my son's team. You know, I think I've told you guys he plays AU basketball. Uh, and he uh won the most. My son Max, his real name is Maximus, but he goes by Max, which really annoys the shit out of me because I gave him a powerful name like Maximus, and he uses Max, which is a dog's name. But uh, we'll we'll cross that bridge at some point. Um, I'll I'll fight that battle later on. I love him, and he won uh most improved player uh for his season, and I'm super excited. Uh, about that is super excited for him you know he's a fifth grader but he's a fourth grader on a fifth grade team uh so you obviously he's playing up he won't be doing that forever but just for right now that was really cool so you know shout out uh, and props to my dude uh max who 
uh, went out and got his little award today, man. I'm really excited, uh, you know, for him and, and I probably need to do something special for him, but, um, yeah, really good and feeling good, uh, about that. So I just want to kind of, uh, express that and, and share that. And thank you, Brent, man. You know, that single dad life, you know, they don't, they don't, you know, they don't, don't talk, they don't talk about this, Brent. Like they, they talk about dads who are absent, right? You know, Chris Rock, like, you know, daddy only gets a big piece of chicken. They always want to talk about absentee fathers. But when it comes to the dads who are active, we don't know. We don't get no love. Right. You could go on, uh, you know, mothers, you know, Father's Day. Right. You go to any church and, and the fathers would get like a little something. And then what's going to happen, Brett? What's going to happen, especially in the black church. Right. They're going to say, and for all the mothers who are standing in as mothers and fathers, you guys stand up and you guys get a little something, something too. I'm like, well, damn, you just had Mother's Day last month. Y'all get y'all get something on Father's Day too? <laughs> well, I'm, can I stand up on Mother's Day this year? And can I just, can I get something? I want one of them roses too. Give me one of the thorny roses. That's what I want. I know they ain't going to give it to me. <laughs> but I appreciate you, Brad. Uh, and I thank you, you know, for that. So, uh, you know, and by the way, when yeah, I will celebrate uh, mothers when they come here. But I will tell you this: when it's Father's Day, when it's Father's Day, and it's our time, I'm telling you, we celebrating the fathers. And I don't like all that. And I'm not gonna get on as a soapbox. That's a soapbox for me. It's a sensitive issue for me. But you know, fellas, we deserve our praise. Active fathers deserve our praise. Fathers who are trying to be a part of their lives deserve their praise. So thank you, Brent, for saying that. And I'm really happy. Uh, for my son and then of course as we transition into soccer and they're actually watching uh usa my boys are watching usa versus mexico uh right now uh that's that thing is getting ready to get started so um so i told them i'll, I'll do an hour show and then be able to kind of join in with them i go from there so let's talk about something i i i got this is this is really a, a cool story if you haven't heard this story i've got to tell you this story like just give me a second to set this thing up Yes, Brett. Father's Day is our day. But you go to the you go to the church, and by the way, we go to the church on on Father's Day. How many times do they say, and for the mothers who are representing, who are act stepping in as fathers and, and mother, you guys get something too? You're like, no, that just makes you an amazing mother. I was raised by a, a single mom, and that made her an amazing mother. Then made her an amazing father. But you know. Everybody, and you know, genders and okay, never mind. So, anyway, I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. So, I remember several years ago. Let's do let's do this. Let's do this. I remember many years ago. It's probably about the first or second year that I had started working in Orange Bloods. And Charlie Strong was the coach at the time. And they had something called Under the Lights. I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was called Under the Lights. And it was like a, a, a camp for like the juniors that were going to be seniors. And this was supposed to be for like, you know, the elite elite to cut the kids at Texas once. And those kids get to work out. And so they come on campus. And it's kind of a big deal, right? And so I, I think it was, I think it was like my May, it may be going into my second year on the beat, right? So I had only been on for like a calendar, maybe 365 or so uh, on the beat. And so it would be going into year two. 
And I decided to go out to that, figured I can kind of write a story. You know, I, you know, year, year one on a beat is always tough, you know, for someone who's an outsider because you don't really know a lot of people. You're trying to meet people. And so, you know, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to understand this because I did the NFL for all those years. Right. Did so, so many years. And I didn't have a, a full understanding of college football at the time. Right. And I appreciate all y'all, all y'all dads uh, coming in here. Uh, and, and speaking up for yourselves. Thank thank Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So props to all you fathers uh, who are speaking up. I'm, 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 I'm proud of all of y'all. And when I see you guys at Dads and Donuts, uh, I salute every one of y'all. So I uh, I decided to, to go to this event and, and to see what it's all about, right? So that year was the year that all I heard about in, within the entire offseason was about some dude who's supposed to be the, the, the bad, bad quarterback in the state of Texas. This badass by the name of Shane Bouchelle. And that's all anyone kept talking about, especially, you know, Orange Bloods reporting this and that. And again, I'm new. So I'm deferring. Right? I'm listening. I'm deferring to what's being reported on our website about this bad mother, shut your mouth, Shane Bouchelle, right? I'm hearing all about, and Shane Bouchelle is going to be on campus. So everyone's talking about Shane Bouchelle is going to be here. Shane Bouchelle is going to be here. When Shane Bouchelle going to arrive, right? So I'm hearing all about this guy named Shane Bouchelle, right? So I'm like, well, let me let's go see Shane Bouchelle, but I also want to see like other people. So I'll go to this camp. It's, it's Friday night. I feel like it was it was a, it was a weekend. So I feel like it was a Friday night, maybe Saturday night weekend you know nonetheless and i go and i'm looking now remember i've done the nfl for years right i've done the nfl for years for so for everything for me even to this day it's all about eye tests right it's it's just the eye tests and what pops for me and i can tell what pops you know i can just look and i'm like that pops you know you just you can just you can see it because the nfl is such elite talent that you can you can kind of go see it right so I'm watching Shane Bouchelle. I'm watching him play. I'm watching him perform in the camp. And honestly, I'm just kind of like, okay, he looks like a good quarterback. But how everyone was pumping him up to be the Earth, Moon, and Stars, I was kind of like, eh, okay. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily see that, but I'm looking for it. And then I, I looked at another kid. And I started saying, hold up. This kid is dope. Who is this? And I'm telling you, and I'm, I'm, I'm and, and if I'm lying, I'm dying. And I guess technically we're all dying, but I'm telling the truth. And I'm looking at this young man, and I'm looking at this young man perform. Now I'm thinking to myself, this kid here is the truth. I'm looking at him throw this, throw the, throw the ball, and I'm saying to myself, this kid throws the ball better than anybody else that's out here right now. I'm looking at him throw short pass, intermediate, long pass, and I'm saying to myself, he's better than anybody else that's out here. I'm looking at his footwork. I'm looking at, at ball plays. I'm looking at everything, and I'm telling myself, who the hell is this? That guy is the best quarterback that's on campus right now. I don't know what y'all talking about this Shane Bouchelle dude. That guy is the truth. 
So I'm watching this guy. I'm enamored. I'm telling you, I'm enamored. I never go back to Shane Show. I ain't, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I never go back to him because I, I follow and I fixate on this guy. And so after the camp goes up, I, you know, and, and, and all these reporters, the reporters were allowed to, the, the, the maybe like talk to guys or whatever. And all these reporters flock to like the big names. And I go to this one young man. Nobody's been talking to him. Okay. And I'm, I'm seriously, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I'm not trying to pump myself up. I'm serious. This literally happened. And I'm, I'm going to this, and I was like, hey, man, you are, you are amazing. Like, I, 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 my name is Alvin Richardson. I covered, you know, I work for OrangeBuzz.com. And I love, I, I just love, like, what you've done. Um, you, you look, like, absolutely, like, legit. I have to ask you, you know, no, no, I said, and I said, I covered, this is what I said. And also said, I, I covered the NFL for years, and I can tell uh, I got a knack for talent, and you are so, so damn good. Please, like, what is your name? You know what he tells me? My name is Jalen. I said, okay, Jalen. What, what, what's your last name? He said, Hertz. I said, okay, Jalen Hertz. Um, asked him what school he played for. I asked him. I said, hey. Has UT offered you a scholarship? Like, what's going on here? He goes, no, they haven't offered me. I said, do you want to come to UT? He goes, I would love to come here, but they haven't offered me a scholarship. And I was, I I, I literally go, I literally, you know, when you want to go, oh, oh, what? Like, that's literally my mindset right at that time, right? And I said, look, listen. Jalen, Jalen, that's your name, right? I said, hey, um, I'm just going to tell you this. You are the best quarterback that's out here right now. I'm just going to let you know this. You are the best quarterback that's out here. I don't know what the hell anyone else is talking about. And I, I'm going to tell you one thing. Even if UT never offers you, do keep doing what you're doing because I promise you, you are going to be successful you're going to, you, you've got it. I'm trying to tell you. So he's like, listening to me. He's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm like, yes, yeah. I, I promise you. And so I was like, just, just know, keep doing what you do. And I promise you, you're going to be successful. Just believe me. And uh, he said, yes, sir. I appreciate you. Shook his hand and he walked away. And I was like, what in the hell? So then I go and I, I, I that you know, uh, it was like a day or so later. I, I checked in with the people at some people at UT. And I said, hey, man, you know, I, I, I know you guys told me about the Shane Michelle guy. But I said, what is up with this Jalen Hurts kid? Like, he is legit. What's up with him? And this is what I was told by people who were on that staff. OK, people who count and people who matter. And this is what they told me. They said. Oh, yeah, Jalen's good. Yeah, but Shane Michelle's way better. Shane Michelle's way better. I said, y'all serious? And they go, yeah, 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 no, 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 no. Shane, 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 Shane's way better. Now, he, he good. We're going to keep an eye on him, but he's way better. So I kept monitoring it. And then eventually, he gets the Alabama offer that came out. And, I, and, you know, and I'm like, yep, that makes all the sense in the world. Makes all the sense in the world. And, of course, he goes to Alabama, plays, gets benched. Everyone's like, eh. Then what happens? Goes to Oklahoma, has an amazing season, right? Finally has an amazing season. And then he gets drafted. 
And Jalen Hurts, obviously, as you guys know, was just bringing it all home, gets paid. Paid! $200 million. And I just think back to, like, you know, sometimes, sometimes you... <laughs> People who are paid to do a job sometimes ain't as good as you would think. Because at the end of the day, I'm just going to keep it a buck. And and no disrespect to Shane Michelle. But we're just talking about football talent. Shane Michelle was never better than Jalen Hurts. And I saw it personally. Now, I know he went to OU. uh, And Allen, I hear what you're saying. Like, Allen, I hear what you're saying. Uh, and, and I understand, like, you don't, you, 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 you hate the, the, the OU and, and they, and the only reason I bring it up because I haven't heard Jalen ever really be disrespectful to UT. So if I missed it, y'all let me know, but I never really heard him be disrespectful to UT. So because of that, I just view him as a Texan. And so I feel like as a Texan, we can all get behind that and say props to you. But man, oh man, I'm telling you guys, I will never forget that day of seeing him out there and walk. And when I checked in with folks who were high up on the food chain and they told me he wasn't, they, they weren't interested in him. And I just kept thinking to myself, I think I know football. I think I know football. And I'm like, eh, somebody is missing something. So I'm happy for Jalen Hurts. I'm happy uh, for his success. Um, and I know you guys, you know, are Cowboys fans. And so I understand there's some mixed emotions that are in there. But if we could just take the Cowboys portion of it out and just talk about an individual from Texas who actually wanted to come to Texas. And he just did it on that long line of kids who wanted to come to Texas and then get the offer. And that ends up being a huge miss. I can't I can't hit on a kid, you know. Because he didn't get the offer. And if he would have got the offer, he would have came. And he didn't get the offer. And so we will never know what could have been. And there's my jelly head story. All right. So there's another one. And let's talk. Let's, let's go big picture. All right. It is going to be UC related. So here we go. I was thinking about this today. I'm very, I, and I won't even say today. I've been thinking about this this week. And I've been thinking that it really starts with the Monday overreaction show. I think I, was, I told you, like, um, my son was playing, you know, in the tournament this weekend. So I really was, you know, my my life is re- it's really revolves around, Unk's life really revolves around uh, taking his kids to practice, coaching my youngest son's YMCA games on Monday Take it, go to practice, go into training, and then AAU on the weekends. Um, and Unk needs to get a dating life back. <laughs> it's a drought out here. <laughs> it's like Wyclef. Someone please dial 911. <laughs> it's rough out here. Um, but I'm a single dad, so it's kind of rough. Um, but I was thinking about this whole topic, right? And I think it was like, man, uh, I was thinking about we live in a society where we, people love to build folks up to tear them down. And I think you guys can all understand this. And I say guys also mean ladies who are watching the show as well. But we, the, the, we live in a society that loves to 
build people up only to tear them down. Think about what happened. And I'm going to go just quick names, right? Think of what happened. And, it, it, you know, think about the, the, the rise of Britney Spears. And then the, the, when things start not going away and she's having problems and breakdowns and things to that effect, think about how did they just, society just tore her down, right? Think about people who also were like built up, who had like flaws as well. And then you just tear them down when they have like little mistakes, right? Think of all the pastors that are out there in the world. I'm not going to go to Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. That's going to be real, 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 real old school, right? I go, uh, we go Bishop Eddie Long. Nah, that's that's a little, we ain't going to do Bishop Eddie Long. Eddie Long has some different stuff that was going on. Wearing his little tight little shirts. Like in his, like in the, the never mind, let me stop. I'm going to get in trouble. Then again, I got no, I've got no producer. It's like, like in the, the, the kids in the, uh, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the youth ministry. Like that was Bishop Eddie Long, right? But overall, out of, outside of Bishop Eddie Long, right? We build people up. And then we just tear them down. And that's just a societal thing for some odd reason, right? That's just people want to build folks up and then tear them down. And I, I thought about that all week as relates to Arch Manning. Think about the building up process of Arch Manning that we have seen. The buildup <clears throat> as far as him uh, being this high school phenom. As far as him being a five-star, as far as him essentially being a Manning, there was a buildup. I, I know this for a fact, that I know that ESPN wanted to air all of Arch's games as a senior. ESPN wanted to air Arch's games as a senior, and they were told no, because... You know, the, 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 the family, the coaches, everybody associated with it didn't want to put that kind of pressure on them because they understand what happens when you build people up, you know, because you build them up and then you wait for that moment to basically tear them down. And, and, and those people end up getting this huge target on their back, huge target that's placed upon them as everyone waits and watches and hopes that they can fail in order to pounce on them. Yeah, yeah. Think about think about that, right? Because think about what happened when Arch got to campus just about a week or so into Arch being here in Austin. What happened? He lost his student ID. Whoop-de-freaking-do. However, he had been built up so much. Finally, finally, as something as small and minute as losing a student ID, that was enough for people to pounce on him and say to themselves, Ah, see, he's not perfect. Because he lost his student ID. Think about how 
Okay, I can't say stupid because my kids are here and they don't like it when I say that. Think about how bad that was. You know, it's weird. They check me on stupid, but they don't check me when I say cuss words. It's so odd. But anyway, think about that. And it's like, Arch Manning, he lost his student ID. Oh my God. That's, 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 the, that's the people to glee in that. Because that's our society. They want to build people up in order to tear them down. And you know what was a part of that buildup? People who were wanting to say Arch Manning is going to compete against Quinn Ewers to be the starting quarterback in 2023. Building him up. Ignoring that there's even a kid named Malik Murphy on campus that's been here. Just stepping over him because they want to continue to build up. Adam Schefter tweets out something. You know, and and, and Steve Sarkeesian makes a real casual comment about a quarterback competition. And you who are seasoned, who have followed this team, who understand this, you understand that, man, Steve Sarkeesian, he's just saying certain things to keep guys motivated. But the Nationals, and that's why I told you guys on Monday, that don't, don't, don't follow national people for local news. Stop that. Newsrooms are depleted. Let, let's start there. I worked in a newsroom. I worked in the Tampa Tribune. I started in the, in the 90s working in the Tampa Tribune. I worked there as a, as a clerk in 1994. The Tampa Tribune building is gone. The Tampa Tribune is gone. There's condos on where, that, where, where I used to work, okay? Newspaper business is, is, is damn near dying. News industry is dying. And national news is so vague. It's so, for the most part, like for the big name stars, they're, they're good. But for everything else that matters, they're usually wrong. And when it comes to the arch thing, they hopped on that because that was good good clickbait for them. And they were absolutely 100% wrong when they started trying to tell everybody that he was going to compete against Quinn Ewers. Now, you guys know what Unk told you. That that was never in the cards. That what was usually in the cards for a guy like Arch Manning was going to be for him to redshirt this season, to learn. The Mannings were not trying to force anything. They understand quarterback development better than anybody else, better than any family that's out there. They understand quarterback development. And they were willing to have him cook in the oven or are willing to have him cook in the oven until he's ready. But what happens? The other folks who don't follow this team, who looks for clicks, builds him up, and then the moment he doesn't live up to their expectations, what they want to do, they want to tear this young man down. I see stuff like on Barstool. Oh, I guess there's not a quarterback competition versus Quinn and Arch. After all, duh, where the hell you been? Duh, that was never going to be a part of the conversation. ESPN was waiting for an arch highlight. They were so thirsty for some sort of arch highlight that the highlight they, they had on the ESPN app, when I looked on it on a Monday morning, was Arch Manning walking onto the field to a standing ovation from the Texas fans. 
and they had no other highlights available. And then what happened after that? As far as after the game, people start ripping down Arch, tearing him apart. He ain't ready. He's he can't do it. He's he looked like a freshman quarterback. There's there's so many words that I want to say when 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 I say that, but I understand. Like I'm 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 in this in between phase of being kind of getting older and feel like I want to say things that are on my mind, but I also understand like I'm old school. So the things I feel like I want to say, I feel like if I do say it, I might get it might be a casual comment and I might be canceled for it. So I'm kind of just like I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's that a weird thing, but I want all I can say is duh. Because I feel like I won't get canceled for that. And the, literally, it's like no one was willing to understand that he literally is a 17-year-old who should be in, in, in high school. I was always a proponent that he should stay for throughout his senior year of high school, play for his basketball team, go to prom, enjoy yourself, and then come here in June. That's what I always thought that Art should do. That's that was just me. But people, he, he didn't, and that's fine. When to come and be a competitor, I get that. That's there's no no problem with that. And they built him up, to try to tear him down. I'll tell you what I really feel about as relates to Mar- to, to Arch. Arch is going to be fine. If, I, if when you look at the film, and I, I've I've watched it a few times so far. Okay, yeah, you look at the stats. I want you guys to go back and watch it. You look at the stats, the stats are underwhelming, right? But look at the, the things that count, right? That look 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 at did he throw turn, you know, interceptions. Look at you know, you know, people want to question his arm strength. His arm is fine. His arm wasn't as good as Malik Murphy's. Okay. But guess what? He hasn't been in the strength and conditioning program at a college on a college campus with Tory Beckton. Uh, I mean, technically, he's only been there since January. How much stronger can he really be? But if you look at him from a physical standpoint, he's a big guy. Look at his legs. Look at look look at look at look at the thighs. Look at the calves. Like look at those things, and you tell to yourself, he is strong, and he will get stronger. And the thing about him that's different than any Manning is that he actually has the ability to scramble out the pocket. I'm not saying he's dual threat. Like, don't get crazy, okay? But he has the ability to run. He was able to move around the pocket. So, again, it's easy to focus in on a couple of little things. It's easy to focus in on the stats. Certain things you got to look beyond the stats, and that's why those people who are ripping him down, who didn't really study the film and analyze it and really get dive deep, they're doing themselves a disservice because Arch is going to be fine. He'll be fine. And it's not going to be this year. And it was never going to be this year. Maybe it'll be next year. More than likely, it'll be the following year. There's nothing wrong with him. And and people have built him up, is what I don't like, built him up to tear him down. He doesn't deserve that. Doesn't need that. Let him be a a young man. Let him lose his student ID. (laughs) 
Let him learn. Let it, it, yeah, he didn't he didn't look amazing in one particular game. Uh, okay. And he's still a freshman who's behind two guys who've been on campus. And by the way, by the way, can I just tell you something? Does if you're a Texas fan, this this is where props are due. If this is what Arch Manning looks like as a freshman who's been on campus since January, then this is where you've got to give guys like a Quinn Ewers props for what he looked like when he got on campus at this point last year. And this is where you got to give a guy like Malik Murphy some props for what he looks like because he pretty much missed most of all last year, practices a little bit in the offseason, then has a setback and doesn't practice. And look what Malik looks like. So give don't, don't knock Arch. He's the norm. Give the other guys their just due. Give the other guys their credit because those guys absolutely deserve it. Now, I've got, oh, you guys are talking Bama. Don't stay with it. Hold the Bama talk for a second because I'm coming to that in probably like the next 10 minutes, okay? So don't go too far down the Bama, the, down the Bama road because I got some stuff I want to talk about. And it's actually in my notes. So be stay, stay, stay patient. Don't jump ahead of Unk right now. I'm going to tell you what I think about the quarterback room. I'm going to really go there. This room, and I know, I, and I, I know, I know you guys are going to say, Unk, will you stop referencing OU tonight? I'm going to give him one more. I'm going to give Lincoln Riley. When I look at what Steve Sarkeesian is doing, and I look how he's recruiting, and I look at that quarterback room, I tell myself, this looks like the quarterback room that Lincoln Raleigh had at OU. It looks, and what I mean by that is I can see the, the threads of success that Steve Sarkeesian is 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 putting together that I believe every single year Texas is going to have a top-notch elite quarterback. Yeah, how Lincoln was able to say, okay, I, you go from Baker, uh, Mayfield, to, to Jalen Hurts, to a Kyler Murray, uh, to a Spencer Rattler, to Caleb Williams. I can see the same thing right now. I can see Quinn Ewers, to a Malik Murphy, to an Arch Manning, to who dot, 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 dot will be down the line. It's it's not to give OU any kind of props. It's just giving a Lincoln Riley QB guy. And I'm telling you, it's it's there. I can see it. You, you can, And you guys, because you guys saw it during the spring game. Because you saw Quinn playing, you saw Quinn playing good, but then you saw the backup come in and you said to yourself, oh, snap, this backup is pretty damn badass. And then you start thinking to yourself, well, damn, let these guys, you know, let Quinn do something, let Malik do something, and give Art some time to develop, and he'll probably be a badass too, right? That That's what I feel like Steve Sarkeesian uh, is establishing and that's why I'm not worried about Arch. And when I look at this QB room, I say to myself, 
this thing has the potential to take off because the, the plan is always, especially last year, the plan was, um, I said, you know, was, was for Quinn to ball out this year, go pro next year will be the Malik year. And then the following year after that will be Arch. Now, Arch could always throw a monkey wrench in the plan. And if he does, so be it. It is what it is. If he throws a monkey wrench in the plan uh, last, uh, next year. But that's the plan. And you've got one QB uh, after another. And Kel, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, Kel. You're saying, you, you just said onward the defense. And I, 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 and I don't know if you have question marks about the defense or not. But go back to what I just said. I said... Think about the OU teams, right? Kel, think about the OU teams. How good were those defenses? And we're keeping the buck, Kel. Trash. <laughs> trash. I mean, just Monday morning pickup, trash. Them defenses were trash. But their offenses were so damn good that it was able to overcome whatever the defense uh, was unable to do. Now, you can say to yourself, oh, well, you know, uh, but I don't, what happened when it got to CFP? Look, when you get to the CFP, any past that, you're cooking with grease. So I'm not I'm not tripping off of what they did at the CFP. I'm just saying to yourself, just get there. And that's the thing that I want to get to as relates to this season. That's why I say I feel like the Longhorns are going to be good, and I feel like there's you guys, and I feel like we are going to be having really great conversations this this fall, okay? Because Texas has the potential to do a lot of great things in 2023. I, I've moved myself into saying and believing. And I think I feel like I'm one of the more optimistic mods that's on OB, which is fascinating because Unk is usually like, mm, I don't know. I got to see it to believe it. But I, every once in a while, you get a feeling. I don't know what it is. You know, it, do, do you guys, you, you guys have like uh, some older parents you know, old parents or grand grandparents, grandmama. And you know what? There's certain things, right? They say certain things like, you know, when your ears start ringing, someone's talking about you. When your hands start itching, you're about to get money. Does anybody got some old folks in their, in their family that got those kind of little superstitions that are out there? There's a feeling that happens. You start, you, you just, you, you can't describe it all the way, but you feel it and you just know hands starting to itch, gonna get money. And all you know is probably like a week later, something happens and you get some extra cash. Getting this feeling as it relates to this Texas team that, you know what? This team, this team looks like a team that's destined to be in the Big 12 championship game. That's, that's that's the feeling that I'm getting from this program. You know, the last time I really felt that was in 2018. And it was after the Oklahoma State loss. And I remember thinking to myself, this team is better than Oklahoma State. And I remember 
being on one of our podcasts, you guys can go back and, and find it. It was probably in an audio form at that moment at that time. And I that you know, the, the folks on you know, they they want to challenge me. And I finally said, you know what? I made my reservations for Arlington because I think Texas is going to be in the Big 12 championship game. And it's like, what? I said, yes, I made my reservation for Arlington. Texas is going to be in the Big 12 championship game. It's like, they just lost to Oklahoma. I said, I know. That's the 10 toes down on that thing. I said, Texas is going to be in the – I said, I don't know if they're going to win, but they're going to be in the Big 12 championship game. And I had to deal with some shit from folks that said, like, you crazy. But guess what? That's went to the Big 12 Trampiers game. And I got this feeling, this, this itch in my hand, this, this, this ringing in my ear. I don't know what to describe it, but this team looks like a team that is poised to be the best team in the Big 12. Because here's the thing. And by the way, Nick, I hear what you're saying. Okay, and I know what you're saying. And you said, and I hear what you're saying. You said after Alabama, we will find out uh, if that's possible, right? But here's the thing as relates to that, uh, Nick, which is I don't know if that's your barometer. And here's why I'll say that. One, I believe Texas will be ready for Alabama. Two, Texas, uh, Alabama is losing key components on offense, a.k.a. one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, which let's just not act like that's easy to replace. Three, we know Texas went toe-to-toe with Alabama last year, and we know these guys know that they can handle Alabama. And, we, and they know, hey, if it had not been for an injury, this thing happens. So I hear what you're saying about Bama. But let's go to big picture because this is where, Nick, I I, I, I feel like this is where, and, and Nick, and this is nothing but love for you, Nick. So don't what I'm about to say, please understand, Unk doesn't ever try to disrespect anybody who comments on here, anything like that. This is you and I having a conversation. Like I said, this is Junk Unk show is about us having a conversation like we are family and we're going to disagree. And here's where I'm going to disagree. And here's why I need to say to you, Nick, and every other Longhorn fan, and, and, and this is this is important. You guys have to stop comparing yourself at this moment, 2023, the last one, to the Georgias and Alabamas of the world. Because it's not about the Georgias and Alabamas of the world, especially in 2023. It's about being better than the TCUs of the world, the Baylors of the world, the Oklahomas of the world, the Oklahoma states of the world, Kansas State, Kansas. That's what this thing is about. The barometer is not Bama. That And I know that ends up being the barometer because every Texas fan wants to compare their program versus Bama. And I know, and I get into all these, these, these long conversations with people all the time who want to tell me about all these other programs. I'm like, forget them. Just be the best team in the Big 12. If you lose to Bama in week two and run the table 
in the Big 12, and of course you win the non-conference games. Texas in the CFP. But so Bama doesn't have to be the barometer. Nick, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't have to be the barometer. It would be great. But the barometer is all the other teams in the Big 12. And if Texas runs the table against that, everything else falls into place. And even if they have one loss, okay, all right, so then they're a 10-2 team. They still get themselves to the Big 12 championship. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, what, what, what I have, and, 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 and I, I'm, I'm different than everybody else on the staff, okay? Because everyone on the staff wants to always talk recruiting rankings, and they want to talk about uh, where Texas is versus o- Ohio State and Alabama and Georgia and who just came on the transfer market and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just and, – and I've always said, like, man, that you're that's – that's like an, an, an empty prize. It's like an I-9 trophy to say you're, quote, unquote, elite in recruiting. But you're losing against the programs that aren't ranked as high as you in recruiting. So don't tell me where you rank against Bama and Georgia and anything else. Tell me you can beat the teams in your conference. That's all that matters to me. And so, Nick, like I said, and I appreciate you, and it's it's much love. Like I said, Nick, I don't want you to ever feel like I'm coming against you. You know, I talk different, but I don't want you to ever feel like, you know, there's any disrespect here or anything to that effect. All I'm saying um, is regardless of Bama, Texas need, this is the last time that it will be quote unquote easy for Texas to win a conference title. This will be the absolute last time. And it will never get any quote unquote easier than this. And when I look at this Texas team, y'all look at the two deep, look at the two deep. Okay. Start with the guys who weren't even at. Start with the guys who weren't even at the game, who didn't play. The Jonathan Brooks didn't play. Keelan Robinson didn't play. The Jalen Catalans didn't play. Isaiah Nair didn't play. Cole Hudson didn't play. Right. So those are guys who are already going to be in the mix that we're not. You know, we that they don't factor in into what we just saw. They added in Trill Carter, so that means some of the backup. Defensive tackles that we saw, those those guys ain't playing. They out. They're gonna, they, they, y'all ain't got to go home, but you're gonna have to get out of here. Right? So think about think about the guy. I I just Brooks, Robinson, Catalog, Nayer, Hudson, Carter. Those are six players right there who Texas will have in the, you know, when we get back in, in training camp that we didn't see in this game that could have a potential impact. And then look at the two deep. Look at the two deep. If you look at this Texas roster, just look, you go from head to toe and go through their two deep. Tell me who you believe. Let's not talk about Bama for a second. Put Bam, let's just forget the first three games, okay? Let's talk about the other nine, okay? 
who has a better two deep than Texas? Give me the, the, the program that Texas will face in the Big 12 that you feel like that team has a better two deep than the University of Texas. I challenge you to tell me that. Because I, I promise you, you're not going to come up with one. You will, at the end of the day, you will say to yourself, no, Texas is better than everybody else. They got a better two deep than everybody else. You will tell yourself that. And you will be true. And you will be accurate. Because that's how good I believe this team is. That's how good I believe this team is going to be. That's how stacked that Steve Sarkeesian has been able to make this team. They're stacked at damn near every position. It even what you consider to be a position of weakness is probably still going to be a position of strength as it relates to the Big 12. And here's the other thing, and this is the important thing. And this is where you have to remember. It just filed us away. Just you're, if you're looking for a perfect team, you're never going to find it. It's like trying to find a perfect individual. Every team is going to have flaws. Every team is going to have flaws. TCU went to the CFP last year, and they had one of the worst defenses in the country when they faced Texas. They were ranked around 100th. In the country when they face Texas. So I hear, you know, when I, when I hear everyone talking about, well, they, you know, they got a weakness here and they could get a little bit better at the linebacker position. And what about this, this, and this? And I'm like, okay, yeah. Yes, it would be great to have every single thing. It would be great about having every single thing. But Yo, I don't know what's going on with Esther, and, like, I don't know what you guys are doing here. Are you guys, like, hooking up or something? Um, Wait, wait. Yo, Ryan, why, I don't know what's going on, Ryan, but just, 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 um, Ryan, I don't know what, you got to make sure Esther's not a bot or something like that. Uh, You guys are going to have a chat on Messenger. Like, hey, just be careful. I'm just going to say, just be careful. Because I don't know what that is right there, but just be careful. And it's good to know that Ump's got to a point where the fellas on here are going to get spammed. Uh, but just know, Ryan, if you send her any kind of money, uh, that's on you. Do not do it. That's all I'm going to tell you. Do not do it. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. Do not do it. Ump, that's, Ump, that's one of Ump's... Uh, you know, what, what did Tupac say? You know, if it's, if, uh, you know, I don't want if it's that easy. If it's that easy, nah, homie, you about to get set up. So don't do all that. Uh, but let me get to this. I think you, when we start looking at, and I'm going to wrap up soon. When we start looking at uh, teams, every team's going to have a, a weakness. Every team's going to have a, a, a supposed flaw, right? So don't look at it and say, well, Texas isn't stacked in every single area. As long as they're stacked in the majority of the areas, that's what's going to count. Quarterback, we see what they have there. Receivers, you know you already got Xavier Worthy. Now you got A.D. Mitchell, 
right? You already so you've got those two. That's a pretty damn good start. You've got Jordan Winnington in the slot. Now you got now you're cooking with green. Now you got Jatavian Sanders. Now you're looking really good. You got Jonte Cook, you know, as a freshman who could come on and do some things for you. And by the way, Isaiah Nayer will be back healthy. You've got the playmakers at receiver. You've got running backs. Do you have Bijan Robinson? No. But do you have guys who would be pretty good? Absolutely. Take that. You got an elite offensive line. You will absolutely take that, right? You got Jatavian Sanders, one of the best tight ends in the country. Absolutely take that. Really good defensive line. Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat. Alex Dunlap had something <coughs> that said that there's NFL scouts just basically drooling over Tavondre Sweat. You'd want Baron, Barry Sorrell. He's a baller. I was watching the film today, <coughs> and I, I just kept thinking to myself, man, this guy, every time I see him, he's being disruptive. Sorrell, baller, right? I saw some, I saw some flashes from Ethan Burke. Okay, you know you got Jalen Ford. <coughs> so flashes from Anthony Hill. You feel good about that. Is he got throwing David Bender? So be it. But you feel like Anthony Hill's gonna come on. You know, you got DBs, you've got some solid ones that are there. You won't be stacked in every single position, but as long as you are good in the majority of them, that's all you need to win the Big 12. <clears throat> and that's all I'm talking about. That's what the spring game was for me. The spring game for me was being able to see a program that had a 2D, a program that was stacked at damn near every position, and me being able to see a program that is going to be better than the majority of teams on the schedule. At the end of the day, end of the day, y'all just think about this for a second. Outside of the Bama game, Texas is probably going to be favored in every game this season. Am I, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Texas is probably going to be favored in every game this season outside of Bama. And the Bama game is will not have as huge of a spread as they did last year. My God, because we should have taken Texas last year. My, If we took Texas in the points last year, man, we could have been doing this show from who knows, God knows where. Because we've been, we've been living our best life if we had actually done that. But nonetheless, nonetheless, you're talking about Texas going to be favored in 11 out of those games. So at, at the end of the day, let's say they, they drop one. Is it still a 10-2 team? I said it's pretty damn good. Now, anything less? Well, we'll have an intervention, and we'll talk about it. But I that's why I went to the subject line. Texas, you know, and, and, and Arch Manning, he'll be good. But the Longhorns? Mm. And then the one of the last things, you know, you guys want to ask about the chances of being beating Bama? Well, go to this. What do you think the chances were last year if Quinn Ewers stays healthy? If Quinn Ewers stays healthy, you know, I, I would put that, those chances – you know, it's on the road, but I, let me tell you guys, I don't, I, I don't want to, I want to tell you guys this, this is being closing. You know, it's hard to be on top forever. And I know Bama's been on top 
And I know Bama's been that program that everyone's looked at. And everyone said that's the elite program, right? I, I get it. Nick Saban's the GOAT. I absolutely get that. I absolutely respect that. But at some point, the torch gets passed. At some point, you got to give it up. And I'm telling you guys, I told you guys, and you may not remember, but I've 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 predicted that at some point NIL would be would affect Alabama. And it will. It will. And I think Alabama is running on being Alabama. But I'm telling you, Texas, the way Steve Sarkeesian is recruiting and putting together talent, whether it's through recruitment, whether it's through the transfer portal, the way he's assembling a team, they're starting slowly but surely to look like the Georgias and Alabamas of the world. I'm not saying they're there right now, but I am telling you guys, the same way I started off and I told you, I looked at Jalen Hurts and I said, damn, that guy looks different. I'm looking at this Texas team and I'm saying the same thing to myself. Damn, this team looks different. And I'd, and that's why, yeah, we'll see what happens with Bama. I give Texas a good chance of winning. But I'm telling you, this team is trending in the right direction. The talent is there. And if the coaching is if the coaching follows, watch out. If the co- if if Steve Sarkeesian puts it together the way that he should, watch out. Everybody should watch out. Because if that happens the way that it can and should happen, we're going to talk about a hell of a run at the University of Texas. Now, I think it's going to leave all of you guys happy. It's definitely going to have drunk unk happy. Because there's something brewing that's here. Arch is good. Texas is going to be all right. This is going to be more than good. You guys stay tuned. I was able to do this by myself. No Blake. Remember, my main man, Eric Sells Homes, DFW. Looking for a home in the DFW area. Check out my main man, Eric Sells Homes, DFW. Don't be pessimistic. Don't be pessimistic, David. David's over here talking about we will see. Yeah, David, we will see. But guess what? We might see something great this season. And if that happens, David, I want you to come back and say to me, especially when it's about to go to Arlington, I see the light. And on that note, ladies, gentlemen, bots, please don't answer those bots because you're going to get your money taken for myself, who's the only person here tonight producing for me. And doing four jobs and five jobs like, hey, man, please. Oh, man, I forgot to say hit like. If you haven't hit like, please hit the like button. I really would appreciate it. Uh, Subscribe to the channel. We were able to get to 15,000 because of all your subscriptions last uh, week. So subscribe to the channel if you haven't done that. 
Uh, make sure you check out all of the fan, the, the content uh, that's here uh, on orangebuzz.com. I appreciate you guys. I will absolutely be here next week. More stuff to discuss. I, I'll be honest with you. I have more things that I wanted to get into, but then this is making into a two hour show and I don't want to do that. So, uh, but for myself and myself and myself, you guys have a fantastic night. Remember what I always say, live each day like it was your last because one day it will be and we shall talk soon. Y'all take care. Peace. <laughs>